Welcome to Teach Out Loud Podcast, where we highlight all the amazing educators in our state and beyond that are making a difference every day for kids. Teach Out Loud is about bringing your passion and your best self to what you are doing every day. It's trying new things, sharing ideas, and being the best version of you. It's living life to the fullest, growing, and not being afraid to take those risks. Come on this journey with us and Teach Out Loud. I'm Travis Lape. And I'm Lisa Norris. And together we are on a journey to share and highlight amazing things happening in schools today. Welcome back to another amazing episode of Teach Out Loud. Today we are in another hot topic of behavior charts. Ooh, so pull your card, move your stick, yeah. change your color. Oh. Well, Travis, I guess it's better and it is kinder than, you know, back in the day you used to get your hand slapped with a ruler or you'd have to sit in the corner with the dunce hand on, kind of like your grandparents or great-grandparents, you, you know. You didn't have to do that, Lisa? Oh, yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> Funny, Travis. Uh, yes, I'm older than you, but I'm not that much older than you. All but, right. Yeah. But yeah, this is a really... To me, this is really hard because I know we're supposed to play good cop, bad cop. Yeah. And I really, I was supposed to be the good cop and think about, okay, what's good here? Well, you can put wall decor. That's, that's one positive. Get some color. And it's easy for teachers to see how the kids' day is going. But other than that, i got nothing, Trav. So yeah. I'm going to bow down, hands down to you. You're going to win this episode because I have nothing. Wow, we are almost a minute <laughs> into this, and I am already victorious. Ooh. Yeah, it's this was just, to me, there are so many things that are wrong with this. It's like they're demeaning and shaming, and, you know, teachers, they're... They look at they're looked at as this figure of judgment instead of somebody who yeah. shows empathy. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. And in our long-term goals, compliance is not something that we want. And we certainly can't teach our kids to self-regulate if we have these charts up on the wall and we're telling them when they're doing things, you know. Right. They waste time. Um, they waste class time. And quite frankly, they just don't work. I R- mean. Right. Well, and, and I guess the other part of it is, is as a parent – having a, a four-year-old and an 11-month-old, I would never imagine me putting up a, a clip chart or a color card system in my home. True, like, true. Personally, I would never do that because of some of those examples. It wastes time. Why would I do that? Right. So how do I respond to my four-year-old when he's doing something I don't want or I want to redirect him? Well, it's about having that conversation. It's about right. having that relationship with him. Now, again, I know teachers probably listening are like, yes, but that's your kid, right. and you've only got two of them. <laughs> and they're going to say, Lisa, Travis, what about those kids who nothing else works for them? They yeah. need the self-shame or they need to be. But to that, I think kids are just becoming like, you know, water on a duck's back. It's like any negative, they don't care anymore. Right. They literally do not respond to that. And so... I, I see it in so many classrooms. You walk around schools and you go places and there it is, the behavior mm-hmm. chart or the color chart. And I'm like, ah, that's just something we need to – but it's hard, Travis. It's, it's been around for years. Absolutely. I and mean it's, – It's in the system. Yeah. You, we probably all have had an experience. I grew up with the color cards, um, mm-hmm. red, green, and yellow. Yep. You know, and you never wanted to get the red because that meant you were going to the principal's office. Right. Yellow was your warning for the day and then green you were good. And but. then you were good to go. But I just, I think these tips, they seriously did probably take the place of the dunce cap uh, and the and yeah. the physical, but we, you know, we don't do that anymore. And so teachers get frustrated because those behaviors are there and they need to have something to help them out, you know, when they're going right. through the day. So I think we need to really give our listeners some 
alternatives maybe to those. I would agree. So today's show will really build upon this idea of what are the behavior charts, what are we seeing out there, and then we're going to dig into kind of what are the, what's what's the perception, what's the lens from a student perspective that these play, and then we'll wrap up the show with some just some alternatives to these behavior charts. And so make sure to stick around to the end so that you can kind of get some ideas of what could I do differently in my classroom if I have currently some sort of a behavior system operating in right. my room. It's not that we're saying behavior systems are bad. No, because they've been around literally for years, and I myself have even used them. Absolutely. I mean, because that's just what everybody did was, what are you doing in your room for behavior? And now they have the positive, you know, with the jars, with the pom-poms, and yep. those kind of things. But there's still the negative there's still the behavior charts that are there as well. And Absolutely. so I think it's just hard for people to want to change because yeah. it's been there for so many years and change is hard. Why do you think change is hard, Lisa? Well, first of all, because times are so different. I mean, people always say, well, when I was a kid and when I was a kid, and it's so different from me to my parents, to my grandparents. And nowadays, kids, there's just so many things that are happening that they didn't used to be. Uh, doing when we were doing these kind of behavior charts, you know. So I think the systems that we put in place um, to help kids are actually doing the exact opposite. Um, it's bringing that negative reinforcement, you know, into these kids. Yeah. I mean, even think about those. Um, you tweeted the other day, Travis, about equity sticks. Yeah. And yeah. how they're basically <laughs> they should be called call cold calling sticks. But you know, there's there's. Listeners out there who are going to say, oh, but Lisa, it's the only fair way to do it, and it encourages participation. But on the flip side, the kids are always stressed out and worried mm -hmm. that their name's going to be called or their stick's going to be drawn. And, and yeah. why, Travis? You know, I think, I think it's back to our earlier episode. If you haven't gone back and watched or listened to our episode with Erica Bloomsma, you know, she talked about the, the development of our brain yep. and how our brain can send off different... Um, basically alarms on things. And so really, I think the anxiety and the stress is coming back to our trauma. We've all, we've all had some sort of trauma in our life. And we might be sitting, listeners might be sitting there going, well, I, I had a pretty good life. I didn't, right. I was never in a car accident or my parents never fought or I, I always had food when I needed food. So that trauma might not relate to them. But if they really think about it, They've probably faced trauma at some level. Right. And so when we think about those equity sticks, yes, you maybe are balancing out the idea of who you're calling on. Yep. And it is fair, I guess, it, you know. It, yeah, it is. But I think the fear there becomes that you've got kids sitting out there that are sweating, hoping <laughs> their are. stick is not called. <laughs> right. You know, I, I my trauma to that was cold call round robin reading. I remember the teacher standing up there pulling sticks of who was the next reader. Right. So guess right. what I was doing? I was reading a paragraph <laughs> ahead to make sure there was no difficult words. And that not I was comprehending anything. Anything. Yeah. You know? And so I, I do get concerned when I, when I see those being used in a manner that isn't preparing kids for, right. you know, I think you can use those in a, in a, in a way where kids are maybe sharing their perspective. Sure. But if you're using it as a way to get answers or engagement from your audience mm -hmm. right there, then in there, I just, I feel we're, we've got better strategies in place academically that we can be using to reach kids right. than pulling out the stick. They might work to make a team or to yeah. make a group or something like that, but not like you say, the individual, the individual thing that kids are going through. Yeah. And I know nowadays they have the, um, 
Seesaw and Class Dojo and those kind of things. Yeah. And those are all, you know, private on the computer. Um, I think those are, you know, good things that we could be using. Although the scary thing is, is I've even seen teachers display Class Dojo on their screen. And I'm like, no, don't do it. Because yes. then that's not any different than the sticks. Yes. It's not any different than the, the, the behavior charts. charts. Yeah. It's the same thing. So it's like keeping, I mean, I think those are great tools, but we need to use them in an appropriate manner. Which, speaking of that, we should talk about our sponsor, Absolutely. We'll okay. take a break in the show for our sponsor because today's sponsor is definitely somebody that our teachers can get behind and get excited about. Uh, but um, we'll come back to that that thought of putting and displaying those. Yeah. But until then, let's turn over to our sponsor of today's podcast. All right. Today's podcast is brought to you by teacher dojo points i know right i'm sure you guys on our listeners can think of a lot but for each of these teacher dojo points you're going to get a point so let's start with you get one point for avoiding donuts in the lounge i can't do that (laughs) brought coffee cup home ah the copier doesn't get damped didn't talk in a staff meeting finished your report cards on time you created a nice parent email to go out your science experiment was a success Nobody missed the bus. Uh, you didn't bring any schoolwork home. Pick kids up on time. <laughs> Nobody threw up. That's a good one. A student called me mom or dad. And you used the restroom when you were not actually using it as a break time for yourself. Ha! <laughs> That's perfect. <laughs> Sign your school up for Teacher Dojo today. Wow. That teacher dojo sounds like a fun thing to have. Fun. And oh my gosh, my brain is still circling. There's so many things you could put on there. Oh, absolutely. Well, before we segue into our last um, segment of the show of alternatives, the thing that right before our commercial I wanted to to also talk a little bit about with you, Lisa, was, you know, you talked about having them displayed on the boards. Yep. I think some teachers even, I've been in rooms where you hear the noise, but you don't hear the dis- you don't see the display. Oh, that'd be even worse because you don't know whose it is. Whose it is, or who is you know. So again, now we're losing that accountability and that relationship with kids because yeah. they hear the meh or the ding, and you yeah. just don't know who's getting what. See, that would that would stress me out. I would literally be sweating, and the whole day I'd be thinking about: Was it me? Was it my friend? You know, am I going to be okay? What's my mom going to say? And you're not focusing on anything you're doing in school. So, well, and, and I'm sure parents, you know, if you have kids in school and and, the, and their teacher does have a behavior system, like they'll come home and tell you everything that everybody else did that day. Right. You know, so and so clipped down today, or so and so had to move their card today, and it's not about the learning; it was about what others did. Right. And that should not be you know, any And sort that's of not display. even who that kid is. Right. It is not a representation of who that kid is. Maybe they had a bad day. Maybe it was that. So not a good, either way, not a good thing. So we need to give them some alternatives, I'm, Travis. I'm excited about the alternatives. So let's talk about these. So the first one, I'm going to go back to our our favorite word, relationships. Yes. Um, it's called, Just take 10. Take 10 minutes out of your day and talk to students deliberately about things that are going on in their life, things that are happening, because most of the time, if you have the relationship with that student, yeah. those behaviors aren't going to be there if they know that you are engaged and care about what's going on You know, with them. You know, an exercise that I like to do with staff all the time is I like them to take their class list and write down all their kids' names. Oh, 
and it is bound and determined you will forget one or two. Probably. And it's it's not it's not meant to do any shaming for staff when they do this exercise, but it is then to draw attention to those two kids. Ah. And now those two or three kids, you spend that 10 minutes or there's another exercise called two by 10. So two minutes for 10, ten. days straight, okay. you meet with those those two kids Ooh, and you I talk like that. anything you want. So listeners, if, if you've got your class list, don't look at your class list, but write a class period down. If you're a middle school teacher, write one period, say period one kids and try to name all the kids in that class right. and the kids you miss then are the kids you do this with to start the process. Interesting. I like that, Travis. That's a great tool. Because that that starts to build that rapport and that relationship oh, with sure. kids in a, in a manner that can... And can then help. from there, you can sit down and do like a behavior reflection with them. Yeah. Set a class goal. Um, do those built-in intrinsic incentives. Mm-hmm. Um, sit down and maybe write about how, how to solve a problem. Um, and logical consequences. I mean, hello. Absolutely. If you spill it, pick it up. If you, you know, those are that's pretty simple. Well, and that's what that's what drives me crazy about these things is sometimes we're rewarding things like spilling a cup that the expectation <laughs> should be I spill it, I pick it up. Like that. Right. Done. That, that should be the expectation. I shouldn't be waiting then for you to give me a clip up or a positive note. That's a big thing. Note, or or five points on dojo. That. That should just be expected. Right. Those are the things that just be happening. I agree. Another thing that's a really big thing for me is keeping it off the stage. Yes. Oh, if you ever need to talk to a kid, you need to take them outside. You need to do it quietly instead of drawing all that attention. That, to me, is one of the worst things you can do is is just, you know, talking to them, belittling them in front of everyone. Because that stays with them for a very long time. It makes a huge impact. Well, and, and even thinking about that a little bit, too, like, how do we get kids to track their own behavior? Right. You know, so rather than having blurred out charts or blurred out sticks or whatever you may put in your room for blurting out, have a kid over time track their blurts. Today uh, I had 10 of them. Okay, my goal tomorrow is to only have seven. I right. can do that. Right. And watch them start to internalize, like, okay, I'm seeing my behavior change because I'm starting to track it. Right. Right. And so if they know what they're doing wrong, having that positive conversation with them, but then having them just internally say, okay, today I did this, tomorrow my goal is this. Right. And get them to be a part of that rather than it's an I gotcha type of mentality. Right, right. And change takes time. You know, you have to write. And actually, I was at your workshop and we talked about that. If you have a goal, you need to write it down. You need to see it. You need to visualize it. And if you're writing it down, it's going to make it happen instead of just sitting there. So I don't know. I think our listeners really need to. I hope they take and um, internalize what we've said today and really think about is behavior charts or equity sticks, are those things you should be using in your classroom? And instead, what could you be doing instead to replace that? Absolutely. I think they need to shout that out on our Facebook um, and Twitter yeah. and Instagram is Teach Out Loud 20. Um, those would be great places for you to share, you know, what you think and ways that you found that are successful working with kids. Absolutely. Because again, it's all about sharing your voices on Teach Out Loud podcast of the strategies you're using in the classroom to make a difference. Today, it's not meant to belittle the behavior chart. Not at all. We're just asking you to think about it, have a professional conversation with somebody around it, and see if there's a better way to do it. Because Lisa and I would agree that there is a better way, and together we can do it. But it's going to take a team to support each other and say, hey, when I'm in the trenches and this is super hard with this one little friend, 
how can I how can right. I reach them? We can we can help and we can be there to support each other. We can. This was awesome, Travis. Thanks for I know. Congratulations again on winning. And until next time. Follow us on Twitter and Facebook. Be part of the community, be part of the solution. And until then, teach, teach out loud. loud.